Welcome to the Plant Witch Podcast, where we enter together into the web of life in all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schrader, owner of the Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? talking about the shadow as it relates to our magic and our subconscious mind. And last week we talked about a practice where we can move into the shadow using our own shadows as a door or a portal. And now this week, today, And into tomorrow morning, we will be experiencing a lunar eclipse. It will be visible to us here in North America where I live um, between 4 and 7 o'clock Friday morning tomorrow. And a lunar eclipse occurs when the earth is directly in line between the sun and the full moon. And so when we see the moon becoming eclipsed, what we're seeing is the shadow of the earth moving across the face of the moon. So just like we sat in the setting sun to look at our own shadow as a sort of portal or invitation, now we can collectively gaze on the shadow of the earth upon the moon. This is a way of sort of zooming out You know, we each have our own individual shadow that we see when we're moving through life, like Peter Pan's shadow that follows him everywhere and sort of has a life of its own. And we have this collective shadow that will be cast upon the moon tonight. The collective shadow carries the unwanted, unintegrated, unclaimed, unhealed parts of the human story. For millennia, humans have identified the other and acted out their rage and their desire for retribution and their frustration toward injustice on who they consider to be the other. In the United States and all over the world, Our collective shadow holds things like institutional racism, abuse against women, religious intolerance, abuse toward those who have less power or less value, especially children and those in poverty. And our collective shadow has been moving and shaking for the past hundred years, but really powerfully since the 1950s, 1960s, 
the collective shadow has been screaming for integration and healing. And that is coming to a fever pitch where people are just um, really feeling the, the collective rage, the collective injustice for all of the atrocities that have been visited upon people because of things they have no control over. All of the ways that women have been abused for being women, all of the ways that indigenous people have been erased and and violated by the powerful colonial empires. All of this is really up for us. It's really in the the mind right now. It's not in the shadow completely. It's emerging from the shadow. And this lunar eclipse is a, is a symbol of the, this collective shadow being seen. It is time for us to see it. And every time we work in shadow and we work to integrate shadow, there must be an anchoring in the energy of love and healing. Or those shadow patterns that emerge can send us into this spiral of reenacting those patterns just with different power differentials. And so maybe we are raging with the injustice of what happened to a group of people. And so that rage actually powers up the pattern of oppression and retribution inside of us. And then we act out the same patterns that we are railing against, but this time we are the powerful one. And that does not heal anything. That just perpetuates the cycle. Just as Gandhi said, an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. And as we come into this energy of the collective shadow tonight, tomorrow morning, in this lunar eclipse, how do we hold ourselves with a posture that enables healing to come from this? That allows us to look into our shadow for what is ready to emerge and to be accountable to that shadow in a way that leans toward wholeness. This is the same thing we've been talking about for a long time now in this podcast. The reconciling of the othering, the facing what's in the shadow and allowing it to integrate from a place of love, bridging the gap, walking into the threshold between, allowing something new to emerge. And we are getting a powerful collective initiation into that energy on this very day. There's this saying that history is written by the victor, that the stories we know or are raised to know are stories that were passed down by the ones in power. And it takes work to find stories that were saved and captured by those who were disempowered or who were conquered or who were oppressed. And when we're able to hear their stories, we get a more whole picture of our history. This week, um, another plant has come forward and asked to be a support to us 
as we look into the collective shadow and the imbalance of power that comes with the dynamic of a victor and a loser. Uh, and that plant is bay laurel. Bay laurel's Latin name is Laurus nobilis, which means the noble one or the noble green. Bay laurel is the tree that gives you bay leaves, the ones that are in your cabinet to add to stew or that you use in your magical workings to attract prosperity. Bay leaves come from a tree that can grow up to 65 feet tall, is native to the Mediterranean, and it's an evergreen with these leathery green, glossy leaves that have a sort of citrusy, sort of spicy aroma. And they, they bring flavor to our dishes and they help us digest our food more fully. And they have a long history of use by the victors, um, those who won athletic events were given wreaths of bay to signify their, their victory, their winning. This is coming from the Greek and Roman um, tradition, especially. In, in the Greek traditions, bay laurel was called Daphne. And it was called Daphne because there's a story of a, a woman named Daphne who was being pursued by Apollo, perhaps because he was under the influence of Eros, perhaps just because he liked Daphne, I don't know. And she couldn't get away from him. And so she was changed into the bay tree to hide her so she could uh, get away from his advances. And so this is another story that goes along with this empowering, disempowering dynamic. In order for her to be safe, she had to become invisible to him. And that is so much the wound that we carry as women. In order to be safe, we have to be invisible or visible only in the right way, only in a way that's pleasing to those who have power. That's not true just for women. That's true for all oppressed peoples, that there are these ways of being visible that are acceptable and ways of being visible that bring the wrath of those who have power. And so Bayleaf tells us about that in its history and in the way it's been called Daphne to honor this woman who had to become invisible. In, the, in old Europe, um, healers would often wear garlands of bay laurel around them as a protective and um, uh, clearing sort of plant to keep them safe uh, from negative energies, from sicknesses. Um, Emperor Tiberius of Rome wore a wreath of bay laurel every time there was a thunderstorm because it was believed that bay laurel protected from lightning. So it was thought to keep us safe from catastrophe, from that sudden Uranian um, shakeup, you know, the, the events, the tower events of our lives, like lightning, they turn everything on its head. Bay laurel hung in the windows, planted at the doors, um, hung from the ceiling, worn as a garland, was a buffer, a protection between the wearer or the, the home that was adorned by bay and these strikes of disaster that would come and visit people when you least expect it. So Laurel has this long history of protecting us from harm and also being a gift to the victor, to acknowledge someone who's been prosperous, to acknowledge um, 
success, the words laureate, like poet laureate and baccalaureate, come from laurel, the laurel berry. So does the phrase to rest on one's laurels. That means just to, to rest on our accomplishments. Laurel becoming synonymous with accomplished. And so Bay Laurel steps forth for us now to show us a new way of being accomplished, to hold space for a world where victors are not oppressive of another, but where we are all embraced within that wreath, within that garland um, that creates a circle for prosperity for all of us in a new form of wholeness. And the way Laurel explains to me that we do that is through another one of Laurel's characteristics, which is to enhance the digestion of nutrients, especially things that are heavy. Heavy meals with lots of fat and protein can be hard for the body to digest. So traditionally, we would cook roasts or stews with bay leaves because the, the bay imparts its phytoconstituents to allow us to break down the meal and, and absorb those nutrients more fully. And that is the work of the collective shadow, to break down and digest what we find there. That is what allows us to have the strength and the resilience to come into this new kind of paradigm where we, where the wreath of laurel is available to all of us and no one is the other, no one is outside of the victor circle. We cannot get to that place until we digest fully what we find in the heaviness of this collective shadow. Bay Laurel is ruled by the sun and it carries a, a masculine and fiery energy. It's an illuminator. Uh, it shines the light, not only on the shadow, <laughs> um, but on the good things, you know, the ways that we are resilient, the ways that we've been prosperous, the abundance that we have to share. So Bay offers us this idea of balance where we're not just in the dark, we're not just in the light, but we are able to use the, the um, warming, carminative properties of Bay to help us bring together the warmth and the light and the darkness. So there's this integration of different energies that um, Bay offers to us, and that's a form of digestion as well. It is also said that the oracles at Delphi chewed on bay leaves to bring on their prophecies and also burned bay into an incense and the breathing in of bay incense um, enabled them to prophecy as well. There's a, still a tradition of putting bay leaves under your pillow to bring on prophetic dreams, also burning bay leaves or drinking bay leaf tea or bathing in bay leaf tea to help bring on prophecy and uh, clarity of sight. We can also use a branch of bay, um, leaves on, still on a branch, dipped in water or a hydrosol, and then sprinkled through a space to impart that um, blessing and abundance and clearing energy from the bay, as well as the sprinkling of the water as a sort of um, blessing energy uh, throughout the home. You can wear bay in your clothing or on a necklace um, just like Emperor Tiberius did, to help uh, center you in that, that energy of abundance 
and turn away all the misfortune that would come for us in this life. Um, Bay is happy to help us feel centered in abundance, to help us feel centered in accomplishment, um, and to receive, again, back to the digestion, that deep assimilation of nutrients. It doesn't do us any good to have blessings and abundance if we cannot receive fully the gift of them. And again, this is more of the shift of power in the collective shadow. Those of us who are white, like myself, have lived a life that has been privileged in a way that I never understood. So I had all of these sort of head starts and blessings in my life that I didn't understand um, because I hadn't digested the collective shadow. I hadn't seen how my laurels were given to me more easily because the path was paved for me more easily. That is not to say that white people don't struggle. They absolutely do. My family has struggled, but the color of our skin does not add to our struggle. And so there's this, this undigested gift that I have as a white person in this community that when fully digested, I understand as a responsibility, not, not a gift. It's a, a responsibility that I have to use in a way that creates the, the laurel wreath that encapsulates all of us, not just people whose um, skin color or religion or gender or gender identity puts them in the in crowd instead of the other crowd. So the places where life is easier for me give me the responsibility to make that circle bigger so that life is easier for all of us. And so tonight, as we welcome this lunar eclipse, this collective shadow gazing opportunity, Bay Laurel offers herself or himself, he's considered a masculine plant, um, as a sort of guide and support to help us digest what comes up to help us see more deeply and with eyes that are prophetic. And prophecy really means that we are taking into ourselves divine inspiration, something beyond us, bigger than us, something with a bigger view, a larger perspective is breathing truth into us in a way that can guide us into wisdom. And that is what Bay Laurel wants for us. It wants to help guide us in divine inspiration into walking in a way that creates a future that is abundant. We can meditate with Bay, just um, putting a bay leaf between our hands and um, breathing through our heart center and allowing Bay to communicate, asking for a message from Bay Leaf in a meditative state would be a wonderful way to work with Bay tonight. Um, you can burn Bay Leaf and breathe in the smoke and the same kind of thing, ask for prophecy, ask for divine inspiration. Um, you can write on Bay Leaves what you need help with in single words or sentences. Um, 
what is keeping you from being able to digest an experience or what do you feel is a barrier between you and the sort of um, abundance and prosperity that Bay signifies and then burn those leaves to release the, the obstacles that keep you from fully digesting your experience or keep you from fully receiving um, even more powerfully on a night like tonight you can write things um, that are part of the collective shadow and lend your personal energy to the healing and resolution of the collective shadow on this planet. Um, I think that's what I'll be doing tonight. How can we collectively take accountability for the atrocities that have happened on this planet in a way that moves us forward but does not embroil us further into the energy of division and retribution and violence, but in a way that acknowledges the pain and paves the road for true and lasting healing and equity. I would love to hear your thoughts on this if you're doing that kind of work tonight, um, how that looked for you, uh, what kind of prof prophetic inspiration uh, came through in your experience. And may the blessings of Bay protect us all from the lightning strikes, from disaster, from the inevitability of our unconscious actions, and that we can instead shift into a mindful place where we are cultivating a future instead of just allowing our past to keep repeating itself. Thank you for joining me for the Plant Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Schrader. I'm an herbalist, holistic nurse and a practitioner of the ancient ways. You can connect with me between episodes at therebelherbalist.com or on Instagram and Facebook, The Rebel Herbalist. Thank you for joining me and it's time to come back to life.